0: time for the ron and brian podcast get ready to fill your ears with the latest news politics current events and whatever else we feel like talking about this week and now your hosts ron and brian all right back again sunday night eight o'clock episode 214 of the ron and brian podcast brian how the hell are you tonight sir
1: I'm doing amazing. Um I'm, I am I I'm wearing a new shirt right now uh, okay. that I uh, that I purchased this past um uh weekend at a concert. I'm going to tell you something, it is the most comfortable shirt that I have worn in a while. I may not take it nice. off. I may leave this. Nice. I may nice. leave this shirt on for 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 a week. I may leave this shirt on for 8 days. I don't know. I could go crazy. Um the it the comfort, the you know, it's it is a great shirt. I'm in a good mood right now. So I can tell you are shot out of a cannon. I am excited uh, to hear why.
0: Um, are we ready to kind of get things rolling to get things going here this evening?
1: Things have already started to get rolling. Things are already ready. Run, run with it.
0: All right. It's time for drink of the week.
1: Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week. Brian, what are you drinking this week? Well, as I mentioned, I was at a concert on Friday. This concert happened to be at a place where I like to consider, you know, my home away from home. And that would be. Coney Island Brewery. Listen, friends of the show, friends of mine. I wish I could get this thing to fucking just it just it's it's a blur. It's a blur. But if you looked closely, here we go. Coney Island Beach Beer. Oh, that sounds correct. Oh, you want to talk crushable. Ron, look at this color. Look at that color. You know what you're looking at there, Ron? You're looking at craft beer made simple, malt, water, hops, yeast, brewed in harmony, a crisp and refreshing ale with a light body and a hint of citrus. Inspired by the spirit of summer, more inspiring is the 4.6 ABV that's about to go down this gullet.
0: And I think you're even drinking it out of a Coney Island brewing glass, if I'm not mistaken. Which I obtained when and how? When we hung out uh, two years ago. At the beginning years of the pandemic uh, on Coney Island, it was great. There was nobody there.
1: Where every six, uh, um, I believe at the time they they were not um, open to the public, so they were serving their beers directly at it from a table outside the brewery. Every six pack you bought, you got a free pint glass. I walked away with four. You and the wife walked away with, I believe, one each. Yes. Um, but let's just say. All these years later, I'm still using them. Coney Island Brewery, once again. Nice. Each beer, always happy. Um, Ron. Yes. What are you drinking? Uh, so this week, you know, I feel
0: that I need to be on point this week, Brian, because after this— uh, after this show, we are going to have our long-delayed pajama party for our Patreon subscribers, which you can become by going to Uh, But more importantly, uh, there will be a Can You Beat Ron game again tonight, 9.30 Eastern time. Um, I got knocked off a couple months ago by Janelle. Uh, got my crown back on the last one. Um, yes. So now, you know, I, I understand that you have put a lot of faith into me. Uh, we will donate. What do we say? We we give twenty five dollars to a, a charity of the winner's choice.
1: Yes. If you can beat Ron, right. the podcast will donate twenty five dollars to any charity that you pick. I'm um, you know, and uh, it's it, it's 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 fun. It goes to a good cause. What we do is it's 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 the same system. You know, multiple choice type questions. It's for our Patreon members only at the um, bronze level or higher. Correct. Ten dollars a month or higher
0: gets you live access to the uh, to the After Dark show.
1: And that is, I mean, it's such a pittance. I mean, ten dollars a month is really not a lot. If you want the audio version only of the podcast. Um, uh, after dark, which we you know do once a week after the podcast. Um, that's only five dollars a month, but really, you know, the value uh, increase is so much higher when you come in at the ten dollar level. We are going to be doing. Can you beat Ron? Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Ron, you uh you've, you you can hold your head up high again. Um, for uh, for the past thirty days, however, you're putting your title on the line. You're like you're the Joey Chestnut of uh, multiple choice questions, as I like to think. So you're bringing your A game. I so am, I want to know, what do you bring into the table so for drink of the week?
0: Double duty. I am bringing something that will not impair me, something that will, in fact, uh, hydrate me and quench my thirst and help promote a new sponsor of the podcast. That's right. It's liquid death, sparkling water straight from the Alps murder your thirst, Brian. That's right. Murder your thirst with liquid death. And, uh, you can get now 3% off a case of liquid death with the promo code moist Brian by going to the liquid death website. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm going to drink this sparkling water. It's going to hydrate me. <laughs> it's going to keep me, uh, my mind fresh and clear, uh, for, uh, for can you beat Ron
1: later on tonight? So take a sip. Now, uh, listen, I've seen liquid death advertised. Um, what is, what is it flavored sparkling water? Is it's it is basically- not flavored.
0: It is uh, it is just pure water. Uh, you can get it in uh, in still water and sparkling. I happen to go for the sparkling and it is normally I don't like sparkling water because it it's too carbonated. But this has, it's I think, the exact level of carbonation that I like. And again, it's very refreshing.
1: So what you're telling me is that while I'm drinking a 4.3 ABV beer and I'm doing a and I'm I'm sipping some uh some maker's mark whiskey right here, you're drinking water. I'm drinking water. Brian,
0: I'm not drinking water, Brian. I'm drinking liquid death. Murder your thirst, promo code Moist Brian.
1: Two percent off on all purchases. Let them. 3%, that's three percent. Three percent. Three percent. They
0: going to give two percent, and I said no. Our listeners deserve better. I fought for that additional percent for you guys.
1: And 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 just like everything else in life, people know to fear Ron. When Ron puts his hand <laughs> down, you're, you're listen. You're a tough negotiator. I have um, my moment. You know there. You don't get to be a fifty-one percent owner of this podcast. You know, by accident, you uh, you know, it's it took. You um, you got to flex the muscles every now and then. You got to break out the guns, and you do that very well, my friend. Do that very well.
0: (laughs) All right. Next up, as always, it's our beef of the week. Brian, what's bothering you this week?
1: Um, lousy customer service again. Hmm.
0: How so? How did you this, get lousy customer service yet again?
1: This past Friday, I was at Nathan's with with, with, with uh, a, a good friend of mine, Nathan's, on Surf Avenue in Coney Island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was there with Dom, friend of the show, if you friend will. Friend of the show. Hold on. Hit
0: that cough button. Very nice. Uh, uh, Bring back the
1: You know what it is? It's that beach beer goes down so smooth. <laughs> so smooth. Anywho. So you, you wait online. You place your order. And then the person that takes your order at the register turns around and gets your food and beverage and Correct. then brings it back to you. Correct. So right off the bat terrible setup you are at a tourist location people all around the world come to this location to buy food they're the 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 the, the slowest system you can think of you've got somebody who's standing there i would like two hot dogs i like an order of fries and i would like a coke and then the person takes your thing they take your order they take your money give you your 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 um Uh, what's the word, uh, your receipt. right? Then they turn around and they get you your hot dogs. In that time, somebody else could be taking, you could be taking the next order. They could have runners in the back picking up the food. No, not at Nathan's. So not only now you take one order, then they walk over to pick up the food, but while they are um, supposedly getting the food, the staff there are having the, best time of their lives (laughs) they're standing there they're chatting they're laughing they're telling stories they're chuckling everything but putting a hot dog in a bun inside of a box that's all you need to do i got two hot dogs that was it i was gonna put mustard on and i watched the woman but who took my order stand there lean backwards against um uh, the railing where the food was and just talked to one of the other guys that was there. <laughs> and I'm furious. I'm filled with rage at this moment. All I want are my hot dogs. I don't think I'm asking for that much. I just no. want my hot dog. Yeah. And um, uh, I literally waited for probably, I would say about four or five minutes in total for her to get me my hot dogs, my fries, and my beverage. That That's
0: the flex, though, where they're just... they They clearly... Know that you can see them not doing their job and just no not rush care in the world,
1: not a care of the world, no rush, no rush. And you know what? I'm gonna go back. You
0: will. Well, it's Nathan's. I mean, come on, they're delicious, can never go
1: wrong, Ron. No. Yes, you've got a smile on your face. Do I? You seem content, you seem happy. It's because I fight through the pain, Brian. But there's something bothering you, there is <laughs> something irking you, there is something that is under your skin. Other than the fact that you're completely sober right now, what's bothering you? Part.
0: So, and and I, you know, I I hate to go to the well one too many times, you know, with 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 topics that I've had beefs with before. But uh, the ongoing saga of uh Jeep continues to go on. Now, again, my my oh, Jeep God. is relatively fixed. But as as we know, I've been waiting to hear from someone from customer service. I touched base with them back in April 30th, it was. So we're over two months now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, about a week or so ago, and I meant to play this voicemail on last week's show, and I forgot. I get a voicemail from someone from Jeep calling me. And clearly, mm-hmm. everyone's working from home. They're calling on cell phones or internet lines or whatever. And so she leaves this whole voicemail. And when she gets to the end, she's like, so if you could call me back at well, 2... I'm like you've got, to, you've got to be kidding me oh. so she had also emailed me to say i you know she had left a voicemail so i emailed back and i'm like i got it but i don't have your number please call me back so a couple weeks go by nothing so the phone rings the other day and i recognize it from when she last called from like an 844 number sure so i answer and we start talking and she's like well, you know, in your in your letter, you reference this being a lemon law. and We've decided that it's not a lemon law case, and I'm whoa, like, whoa,
1: you 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 pulled the lemon law line.
0: Well, I just said I I'm like I'm like if if I keep going back to the dealership, like this will eventually fall under the lemon law, but I'd like to avoid that. Sure. So they just took that like well we we took it as you know it doesn't fall into the lemon law, and I was like well a you don't get to decide that like the attorney general's office gets to decide that. That would be like me saying, you know what officer I've decided I wasn't speeding. So therefore this ticket isn't valid. And I'm like, sure. B I'm like, that wasn't even the gist of my argument. Like I've got this car that he repeatedly has issues and the, the, the keys and the vehicles being stolen from the dealership and no one really giving a shit. So she's like, well, uh, it went to another department and uh, it's not a lemon law, so it came back to me. And I'm like, all right, well, w- what are you going to do? She's like, well, uh, uh, is the car fixed? Now it is, yes. We'll see how long it lasts. Okay, right. I'll mark that down. All right, well, what else are you going to do about shitty service, shitty customer service, everything else? I- I'll-, I'll write that down. What additional are you going to do? I'll write that down as well. All right, I- I- this is... So clearly they don't give a shit about customer service. Like I'm still Correct. not exactly sure what the point of the phone call was other than for them to say, we're satisfied with what we've done for you, regardless as to whether you're satisfied with us or not. Sure. So
1: it's not going to do. May it. I make I'm going
0: to remove negativity from my life, Brian. I'm just going to try not to think about it anymore.
1: May I make a suggestion? Always, always. Have you thought about emailing the CEO of G?
0: <laughs> I That may be my next step. You got to um, go from the top down
1: sometimes, Brian. You are an, a VIP. There is no reason that you should not be reaching out to the top, letting them know who you are, right? letting them know your the experience you are having with their company, advising them that you have been a proud Jeep owner in the past, but are no longer proud and that you are sure that they would be able to rectify the situation by putting you in touch with the right person, because you clearly are dealing with the wrong people at um, your local Jeep dealership.
0: It's, it's definitely uh, whoever I've spoken with so far, clearly it has not been the right person.
1: That's my suggestion. And I'm, I'm I, I, I gen, no, act as if, act as if you do, you, you are on a first name basis with the, um, uh, with the big guy from, uh, with, from the big guy from Jeep. It All could right. be a woman. I'm not sure. Could we'll be see. Mr. Jeepster.
0: Um, so I'm, we're going to, we're going to try and put Jeep in the distance. And uh, let's get into the meat of the podcast. Let's see what we have in the news this week. Uh, So probably the biggest thing in the past week, obviously, was the July 4th shooting uh, in Highland Park, uh, Illinois. Uh, I believe the death toll is uh, seven now and uh, 30 plus injured. He uh, was a gunman disguised in women's clothing, uh, climbed to a roof overlooking the parade and open fire with a high-powered rifle. I believe we have a photo of the shooter. This gentleman right here. Hard to believe that this gentleman uh, might have needed
1: some help. Well, I, I respect... I respect his neck, his his neck, his neckline, right there.
0: <laughs> he does. I mean, he does wear shirts like you. I mean, that's the, the top. The button. man
1: understands doing? the top button should always be buttoned. It is a crisp look. It is a solid look. It is a look of a man. Well, first off, the photo on the left that appears to, to be the um, I'm uh, I'm I'm going to court because I got caught with some uh, methamphetamine, so I borrowed my dad's suit. Right. Um. That's not a good looking photo. No. The one on the right looks like he's about to go to a um a hip hop show. Um. There, I you got to question the neck tattoos and the face tattoos for such a young person. But in this case, I mean, once again, America um, with a, a, another mass shooting. Um. And uh, you know, from what I was reading about this, I mean, the police were there within three minutes, right? And stood outside the school. I mean, they were not. I mean. He was literally walking through the school, shooting at the children, and the police did not go into the school for approximately 24 minutes. He had time to just slaughter so many four-year-olds. Um, you know, the AK-47 or 15 or whatever rifle, uh, assault rifle he was using, the AR-15, um, what it does to the body of a child i mean it's 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 Are we just so talking sick. about
0: the uh, the parade shooter
1: but <laughs> you
0: you start talking about a classroom and kids i i think you're jumping back to the evaldi shooter
1: no isn't that the most recent uh, mass uh, shooting no, in no, no. america this, this this is the
0: uh, the parade shooting but so <laughs> so the and the father uh apparently was uh was fucking talking,
1: scumbag was the father with his son fuck the whole, whole family Did fuck it. the whole family on this one
0: and now he's also enlisted one of r kelly's lawyers this is the father of the shooter uh
1: i'm fighting he was, for my life
0: he and for- uh, right. help him fight charges potentially that he helped his uh, his son buy the guns that he used in the massacre
1: um and he offered thoughts and prayers to the families yes. of the people who were murdered by his son
0: now fuck what fuck
1: this family fuck this family
0: and I, and and again i don't want to belabor a point because i know we have talked about you know the the effects of these shootings and everything else but i do want to pull up um this photo right here this is a photo that went viral Uh, A few hours after the shooting, um, it was a young boy that had become separated from his parents. Um, There was a local chef and his friends and family that ended up seeing the boy running around, uh, took the boy into their care posted their photo of the two-year-old on Twitter and said, if anyone knows about this child's family, we're sure they're concerned about it. Uh, Can we get this, this, this boy back to his parents? So uh, we come to find out this little boy's name is Ian McCarthy. And the reason that um, he was separated from his parents, Irina and Kevin McCarthy is that they were shot and killed. Fuck. So, you know, we've got which we've is
1: gotta- so sad and disturbing. It's so sad and disturbing because he had recently, you know, his parents had recently enrolled him in the um, the uh, t- the 2023 um, Rocky Dennis Lookalike contest so in weird. Highland Park, Illinois. Um, <laughs> so you know, they weird. really thought they really thought that this kid was going to, you know, have some. Uh, they thought he was going to go deep, you know, uh, into one of the later rounds. Um, and sadly, really, you're making you're
0: making mask references in uh, in 2022.
1: Yet you got that reference. Will
0: you be quoting
1: Mannequin later, perhaps? <laughs> Andrew McCarthy, one of the finest actors of his generation. Maybe police academy. Um, Steve but, Gutenberg, one of the finest actors of his generation. Uh, but
0: again, you know, this uh, again, we, we've seen it. Uh, time and time again. Uh, oh, it's such a sad that is such a sad story. Um so you know this this uh this son lost his parents um born during the pandemic has really never experienced a normal life and now never will. Uh is going to be raised by his grandparents. Um, there has been, of course, because it's the only way you can get supported in this country. There was a GoFundMe that was established uh, for this uh, for this boy to help with, you know, expenses, start a college fund, everything else. Um, that is now up to all, almost $3.2 million. Uh, another thing, an- another... Uh, wait a
1: second, wait a second. You're telling me this kid's getting $3 million and you're telling me that we still only have nine Patreons? <laughs> that is... What on earth do I have to do to get us to double digits on Patreon? It's $5 a month, people. That's not a lot. At minimum, $5 a month. Do you really want to come in at the bronze level, which is $10 or more? You really get the value. You get the live stream. You get to interact. You do our pajama party. Later today, At um, after this podcast, we will be doing our after uh, – I'm sorry. Are we still doing Beef of the Week?
0: <laughs> you know what? I always forget to take that down. My apologies.
1: Take that down because we're talking about Patreon. It is after dark. It is pajama party week. And you can see I'm in a mood. I yeah. It's that. just, once again, it is the, it's, it's the, um, it is the, uh, I'm reaching a point my, uh, as an American where it's beyond embarrassing what this country has become. Um, the fact that we have, it's not even normalized mass murders. Um, but we've become so desensitized to it that we all now just kind of shrug our shoulders and say, "up, oh, happened again." And and nothing changes, nothing happens. Um it's going to happen again. It's going to happen very soon. It will, you know, there will be a mass shooting in America this week.
0: Where be, I, mean, I don't know. Average will be one every day.
1: Is, what is really that really is. what we're averaging? Yeah. So fucking sad. And it's it, what's amazing, what's utterly amazing is that as Americans, we just shrug our shoulders and go, oh, there's, you know, there's, there's, what can you do? What can you do? And you look at other countries which don't have these problems. Right. And it's like, well, what is it that we've got going on? And they don't, you know? And it is just this proliferation of um, uh, uh, weapons of destruction. That are um, are 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 literally written into our constitution or the Bill of Rights. I don't remember. Uh, um, Second Amendment would be in the Bill of Rights. But it's just the idea that it's like you know it is so ingrained that we that we as Americans have the right to just like hold on to these weapons and um and there's absolutely nothing that we can do as a country because the truth of the matter is at this point it's not even the NRA anymore yeah. they are, they they are incredibly weak and they are not a strong lobby group um and yet at the same time there is just such cowardice by our politicians our representatives um who are here to write laws and to pass legislation that will um, uh, represent the, the 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 views and the values of the people. And, and absolutely nobody is willing to step up and do anything about it. It's just embarrassing.
0: And uh, another quick story in case Aidan McCarthy's story did not depress you enough about this shooting. You say um, Andrew
1: McCarthy? Uh, he was Aiden. also very good in St. Elmo's fire. Um, Aiden,
0: underrated. But also uh, NBC News reported uh, same shooting, Highland Park, a 22-year-old uh, woman uh, shared that she was with her mother when the shooting started. Um, they were holding hands, running away from the shooting. The mother was shot through the chest. Uh, the young woman knelt, knelt down to check her mother, uh, saw that her mom was just already dead, and said, I'm sorry, I have to leave you, Mom. He's still shooting. That is, is our... And, and again, uh, appropriate that it happened on July 4th, because that is that is our country right now, where we value the ability to buy any type of weapon at any point without having to wait without any limit over human lives.
1: Just to you know, what you know, it's funny uh, recently this past week, I, I remember just having the thought of, um, you know, uh, growing up as a kid in this country, the, the phrase, you know, we're number one was very popular. Right. And you know, we genuinely felt that we were the best country in the world. And now you look at it and um, you know, I challenge anybody, Who can sit there and put together a, um, you know? And I love this country. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going anywhere, and I'm not going to stop fighting for for making it better. But I challenge anyone to put together an intelligent argument that would argue that this is still a great country.
0: Yeah, it's it's it would be tough to. uh, I mean, the only thing we're number one in is school shootings and uh, weapons per per uh, citizen. Also,
1: no other country has an after dark where <laughs> where where two cis white males for um for 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 pennies a day, the equivalent of pennies a day, will provide you with uh, with uh, uh, something called a pajama party, where you go on the show live. Freedom, yes, you go on the show live, um, and you you get to play. Can you beat Rod? Like if if we were in um Norway. You know, do you think it would be like, can you beat Sven? Where Sven <laughs> would sit there and he would be answering multiple choice questions with the arrogance of believing that he would put up 25 Nugans against any other challengers. No, only in America can something like that happen.
0: There you go. Brian, uh, yeah. let's try and, and bring the mood back up. I have something here, which I know. Wait a is, second. Uh,
1: yeah, I was I, I thought we were having the mood up. I need to go <laughs> higher now. We didn't even hire.
0: <gasps> I have something that I know that you love, Brian. It is a post from my local neighborhood Facebook group. Um, this was a, a classic one last week. Let me take the uh, the the one banner down real quick so we can
1: see. This is, and this is the only time that this banner is allowed to come That's down right. during the show the banner has uh, to stay up at all times
0: so yeah so uh in my in my town of elkins park uh and fireworks are always one of the great dividers of this country not firework displays that you can go see but fireworks set off in the neighborhood like there's always a pro and anti setting off fireworks because of uh, veterans animals whatever so a very simple post uh came out uh by michael said uh for all those concerned about fireworks so the 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 picture he posted talks about a town in northern Italy who passed a law to make all fireworks silent uh, to reduce stress on pets and local wildlife. So Michael posts, for those concerned about firework and pets, um, if a town in Italy can do it, why not Abington and Cheltenham? Instead of just venting on social media, put that energy into civic activism. All right. Simple enough. Just guy just giving his opinion.
1: Whatever. Hold on. How do you make fireworks um, uh, silent? I have no idea. I think
0: that, I, I guess, you know, whatever causes them to explode, they can have noise or they can be silent. I'm not a firework guy. You, we'd have to bring one of those on.
1: So what you're telling me is they can do fireworks silent, but I eat a bowl of chili and literally somebody's taking out a decibel meter. That's not right.
0: <laughs> it's not fair. It's not right, Ron. Um, So uh, Andrews, which... He uh, I, I has two. He has two uh, first names, but his first name is Andrews. Says, "Put the energy into training your pets properly. Imagine wasting effort on this.
1: Oof!" Doesn't he mean woof?
0: <laughs> so then, uh, so then Michael responds back, Andrews. There are thousands of exceptionally well-trained animals who, notwithstanding all of their training, still get triggered by the sound of fireworks. Your comment is born out of ignorance and a total lack of empathy. So I'm like, this is gearing up. This is going to be
1: good. Without You're quite. salivating. You're salivating at the thought, oh, but Andrews is not Andrews done. Andrews comes right back. Andrews is Michael, coming right back. Fair enough. Figured me all
0: out. But my kids, who like fireworks, are more important than your dog who shits itself. <laughs> Good luck with the mission or whatever you're going to do. So now we're all uh, strapped in. We're all on this roller coaster ride. Yeah, so but you have to admit, back.
1: Andrews, Andrews crossed the line when he said your dog shits itself. Like suddenly, like it did, take on a more aggressive tone.
0: So, and this may this may be one of my favorite uh, comments ever, Andrews. Doesn't take much to figure out someone who is as tone deaf and self entitled as you. And you know what? I don't give a shit. what your little rug rats like? (laughs) (laughs) I fucking
1: love this.
0: Take your kids to sanctioned displays at parks and schools that are not in the middle of a housing development neighborhood neighbors who set off fireworks in their backyards are irresponsible, inconsiderate turds. And guess what? I don't have any pets that are triggered by fireworks. But I do have compassion and understanding for my friends, family and neighbors that do. But nothing will ever be better than someone saying, I don't give a shit give what you're shit rug about rod. your little I... rugrats."
1: God damn, that's awesome. Is so it... Of course, oh. Andrew's coming back now. Oh, because because now it's like, call me all the names. Correct. But he started it. Michael, call me all the
0: names you want. Don't ever call my kids names. Come on over and meet them. That way we can chat over it, too. I believe that's the way of saying, I just want to talk.
1: Oh, see, I thought that was a veiled physical threat. Like, it was, yes. Come it on was. over and, uh, oh, oh. It's this this keeps going? It keeps going. So Michael's I... back again.
0: Andrews, first of all, you brought your kids into this, not me. Second, I did not call your kids, quote, names. I used a common generic term, often used whimsically, to refer to kids in general. If that caused your drawers to get all bunched up, Too bad, and I wouldn't blame your kids for your parenting failures to teach consideration and understanding for others. Third, I extend the same invitation to you. Oh shit, they're ready to go down. Yeah. Andrews is back. Michael, you are just full dot dot of words, calling me and my kids' names and trying to backtrack. Yeah, you're not worth my time. Typical lowlife, GL. I'm not quite what sure is, what the GL is supposed to
1: mean. Yeah, but you see, you, you can tell lost, at this I point think. that... You can tell Andrews has been drinking. Because <laughs> suddenly, now the typos are kicking in. There's yeah. an Aaron G that's just thrown in between calling me. He's using incorrect punctuation. There's a, a comma without a space before and after. Now he's just using abbreviations, GL, which I always thought meant God lightens everything. Um, <laughs> but... um but you can see andrews now the hennessy is really kicking in it, it's 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 on now
0: so then michael responds andrews my feelings are very hurt laughing emoji
1: laugh crying while laughing crying emoji while not laughing just a laughing emoji. emoji crying while laughing emoji
0: <laughs> and then i think this may be the last one so then beth hops in at the end sad that people can't just have civil conversations that's what I hate about Facebook. You may have a different opinion, but instead
1: of working out a happy medium, people just have to be nasty. And once again, you can tell that Beth has been tricking because she didn't end that last sentence with a period. <laughs> and we all know that you should be ending all comments with a period. By the way, Ali M jumps in. GL stands for good luck. I just. This was my. I thought it was picture. Gordon Lightfoot. I thought that the person was <laughs> quoting Gordon Lightfoot, famous another another nineteen eighties reference that Brian's <laughs> jumping. Anyway, that's how we stay current with the kids today. That's right. Or as they think, like to call them
0: rugrats. I think you know a record of the Edmund Fitzgerald still hot on a lot of kids'
1: playlists these days. <laughs> By the way, I um. I listened to that song for the first time recently. I had never heard it. Wait, you um, had
0: never heard "Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald"? No,
1: no, um, great song, but holy cow, yeah. totally unlistenable, <laughs> completely unlistenable. It is, um, it's like a folk singer playing like a, a, a small town fair. Um, you know, and he's he's at the you know, and uh, just sitting there with his uh, um, uh, acoustic guitar and, uh, and an accompaniment, maybe a cellist. Um, absolutely, un- there's so many words. So many words in that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a powerful story. It is. When, yeah. um, when you have the words written in front of you, but I can't imagine um, being at a concert, you know, you're at the, you know, you're at the, the local theater and Gordon Lightfoot gets up there and he just throws that, you know, it was almost as if he was getting paid per word like Charles Dickens <laughs> did back in the um, 1800s when he wrote uh, um, uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. But um it was um, Gordon Lightfoot. I mean, really, just a wordy mf'er. See, that's one um, of my
0: all-time favorite songs. Actually, fuck. This is, fuck. Why, this is why we go so well together because you know we have very diverse uh, tastes.
1: Okay, you know what? I'm putting this down. We are going to be playing um, the, the what was that? What's the name of that song again? The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, just, just the name of it, Edmund Fitzgerald. Like, already, the name has already lost my attention. Edmund Fitzgerald. We are going to be playing that during our after dark, and you're <laughs> going to have to defend the song, Ron. Be Fair prepared enough. with your liquid death sobriety. Um, it's just like, and then, and then the captain said, we're going down. And then the lieutenant said, let's get back to town. <laughs> and in Fitzgerald, it's at the bottom of the sea. I mean,
0: you don't have the tune. But you're pretty much nailing the lyrics for the most part. Yes,
1: I know. No, but I told you. I I had always heard of Gordon Lightfoot. I never knew what Gordon Lightfoot. I was I thought it was a band. I didn't know if it was a guy. And I and I and I knew that the name of the song was out there. And then suddenly I saw a reference to it somewhere. I think it was on Facebook. And I actually was just like, you know what? I've never heard that song. So I jumped on YouTube. I typed it in. And six minutes later, I felt like I had read um, you know, a, a short novel, a Six novella. Later, you're you still
0: only halfway through the song.
1: <laughs> so painfully long, <laughs> so long. But you know what? If that's one of your favorite songs, because I love you so much, my brother, it just became one of my favorite songs. All right. Good to know. Good to know.
0: Um, also in the news this week, um, you know, one of our favorites here at the Ron. Jews, Podcast.
1: Jews. Yes. The Jews are, in no, the no. news.
0: I was referring to, of course, Supreme court justice, Brett Kavanaugh. Like
1: beer. Mm. Like beer.
0: Like beer. Oh, like you know, beer. Beer. um, so he apparently, uh, went to, uh, a Morton steakhouse, uh, in the Washington DC area. Uh, people got wind of it and, uh, found out that, uh, he was dining there. And so protesters came down and, uh, and ruined his dinner. Apparently, he did not even ge- get to eat dessert. Brian, uh, he finished up his meal and uh, left out the back.
1: But what I find so fascinating is the um, conservative outrage over this. The idea of the fact that within the um, the, uh, the right wing, there is an assumption that you should be able to go out in public. And that you should be left alone, and um, what you do, what you're doing, you should just um, uh, have every right to privacy and whatnot. Yet they are absolutely at the same time telling other people what to do, right. preventing other people from doing what they want to do. Um, and it's just, it's the, uh, it's, uh, I, I, I saw on Twitter, somebody used the phrase, no, it was an AOC, AOC tweet, tweeted this past week about it. She was like, she doesn't understand the conservative clutching of the pearls when um, a Republican who has um, gone out of their way to um, take away the rights and liberties of others, to sit there and then whine that they're not able to eat um, uh, at a steakhouse, uh, uh, you know, without dis- disruption. Right. It's, um It's like, it's, it's almost like there's this assumption that you should be able to impose your will on other people and heaven forbid they do it to you.
0: (laughs) Well, that's why, I mean, there's been a ton of very clever tweets like, you know, oh, you know, Brett Kavanaugh could always go out for dessert in another state, you know, or, oh, it's tough to have someone control what's going on in your life, isn't it? Yeah. And then uh, a representative uh, from Morton Steakhouse uh, released uh, a statement to a Politico that said politics regardless of your side or views should not trample the freedom at play of the right to congregate and eat dinner. There is a time and place for everything disturbing the dinner of all of our customers was an act of selfishness and void of decency. And I think it's that last line that really
1: people off. Um, And that's why we are officially announcing that the Ron and Brian podcast universe are now officially boycotting all Morton Steakhouses we are officially representing, have taken on as a sponsorship, manscape.com. Uh, you know, Ron, as I was saying earlier to you, um, there's nothing worse than neglecting to manscape these during these summer months. The increased heat and humidity will play havoc with your crotch area, and you don't want to turn off any potential lady suitors with an unkempt pubic area. When manscaping, Ron, we have the right tools to help you with the kind of folks over at Manscape. Manscape was kind enough to send Ron and I their perfect package 4.0 kit, which includes their new and improved lawnmower 4.0.
0: All right, Brian, I need to cut you short here. We uh, we promised Liquid Death that we would not let any other commercials go longer than theirs. So just uh, give it the promo code real quick.
1: Promo code bronze balls. Go to manscape.com. Use promo code Bronze Balls for twenty percent off. There you go,
0: um, Morton. You know they're not going to pay us for that ad. Well, they haven't paid us yet, so I'm I'm not surprised. You uh, keep cutting off all my reads. So Morton's uh, got yeah. torn apart on uh, Elf, on Google reviews, on social media, and it's been glorious to see. I mean, is it fair to say that Morton's hasn't been good for about twenty years now?
1: I don't know. I've, I went to a Morton's um, last summer. Um, not as good. I'm not going to lie. If I had to pick a steakhouse chain, I would go to Ruth's Chris. Right. I would go we'll to Capitol Ruth's Grill. Chris, I would
0: go to Capitol Grill. Exactly. I would go to McCormick and Schmick's. Um, <clears throat> I would go to Applebee's, uh, get the uh, the bourbon steak with the onions. Yep, um, yep, yep. Yeah, it's it, the last time I would I, go to Longhorn uh, Steakhouse. Longhorn Steakhouse, Texas Roadhouse with the rolls with the cinnamon honey butter. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. But seriously though, the last time I went to Mortons, I was not overly impressed. So
1: Was that in Chicago when you when, when you did not have a good meal at any point?
0: That was surprisingly and I bet had I gone to Mortons in Chicago, it probably would not have been uh, been that good. The promo code was cease and desist for Manscape. Uh, we that worked out some of the the, the, the finer That's details, uh, and it's back to uh, to Ron's balls. And don't forget uh, promo code um, Moist Brian. Moist Brian, yes. Yeah. My favorite steakhouse was Rustler, since we're doing 80s references. I mean, does that go back to like, I remember Ponderosa Steakhouse was a thing. And oh, Sizzler was another thing. I've
1: been, I, I remember being to Sizzler where you would order before um, when you, I, I, what I remember being going to Sizzler was you would walk in, wait online. You would then order at the cashier. You would then get a plate for the salad bar eat your salad, sit down at the table where you would make your salad. You would sit at the table. And while you're eating your salad, your steak would come out. Ponderosa was very similar. And,
0: and I just remember, you know, consistently just gorging myself as a kid on the salad bar, regardless of how many times my mother would say, listen, just, just don't ruin your appetite for dinner. And uh... was always taking steak home because it was just... <laughs> You know, I, I would eat like and it was and it was the worst combination of items you could put on a plate. Like I'd have like because I was a, I was a dumb kid. I just saw stuff that looked good. Well, I end up with like, you know, like peach halves with like Thousand Island dressing on top and, you know, cottage cheese with beets and just and my mother would make my mother would be like you are finishing that entire plate or I'm never bringing you back. She's like, you are not going to waste that salad bar food. You are going to finish that goddamn plate.
1: Did <laughs> um, you, how, how'd you do on the salad bar plate?
0: I mean, I always finished it. And then I would, I, I you know, and, and I'd have a stomach ache later on. And she'd be like, what, you <laughs> moron, you put, Thousand island dressing on peaches. What do you expect? Yeah. Oh, <sighs> Uh mom, you're oh, so wise. You were wise beyond your years. <laughs> you just you,
1: you know what it was, you just weren't mature enough to hear her voice. No, and you heard that. the words, but it didn't, but it didn't sink in.
0: But I would still go back to Ponderosa uh, before I would go to Morton's again. Yes,
1: fuck Morton's.
0: Um, so Boris Johnson apparently had to uh, resign this week, which I'm still not exactly sure what happened. Okay, Um,
1: it boils down to this. First off, the British, the people, um, they they are not a two party system over there. Right. They need coalitions of multiple parties to put together a majority to rule parliament. And the party that rules parliament. Are you also are you
0: explaining specifically why Boris Johnson? Are you explaining the makeup of British government to me?
1: I realize that I'm getting further and further away from what is actually true. The point being is the fact that there are, they have a thing, and this I actually believe is true. Okay. They have a thing in their parliament called a, a vote of no confidence, yes. which is that if ever there is a point where a majority of parliament loses faith in the prime minister, they can vote to have that prime minister thrown out of power forcing a new general election for a prime minister. What is now um, seen, because the British are just decent people and Americans are arrogant assholes, now it is um, basically in England when there is a perception that you are going to um, suffer the vote of no confidence um, and be embarrassed by it, you resign in advance. uh, A way to um, uh, say face a way to not be humiliated in public, where now I believe, you know, if it were happened to in America, we would just go down and just claim, oh, they were stealing our ballots at the parliament. Where are the boxes? It was just go go find me some votes in Georgia. So, so I've skimmed um,
0: this article and, and found out the exact reason why he has uh, resigned. So thank you for okay. for, for filling some time.
1: There. Okay, Ron, can you yes. please explain why? Because because what I do know, the, la- the, the biggest thing for him, Was that when the pandemic kicked off and they were having, you know, um, England had very strong lockdown policies that were in place? Um, It later came out that Boris Johnson and his staff were throwing parties at 10 Downing Street. And that was just basically a huge um, uh, 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 embarrassment. And the most recent, um, the final straw was the fact that his, um, one of his cabinet members had recently been accused of um, inappropriately touching um, several staffers.
0: Yes. So that was uh, conservative deputy chief whip, uh, Chris Pincher, who stepped down June 30th uh, amongst allegations that he groped two men at a private club. Um, now that- Was his
1: last name Pincher?
0: It was Pincher, yes, ironically. Can't be
1: you really can't be that shocked with a name like Pincher that he's going out there and pinching dudes butts. But the issue wasn't necessarily as
0: much what had happened to cause him to resign. It was the fact that Johnson's office initially said that they knew nothing, that Johnson knew nothing about similar allegations made against Pincher back in 2019. Um, and then there was a reversal saying that, well, Boris Johnson was aware, was aware of it, was briefed in person about an eternal investigation that upheld yeah. the complaints, uh, but uh, apparently he must have forgotten that. So that was where it was leading down the path for this vote of no confidence. So Boris Johnson, um, you know, resigned, but did say usually a prime minister resigns and just leaves. um, But he has said that he is going to stay on board until a new prime minister is elected. Okay. see, this is I look at I look at uh, England. And then I especially look at Sri Lanka, where their uh, their prime minister and their president are stepping down because of protests, because of how poorly they've been running the country. And we're doing it all wrong, like electing people and whatnot. We just need to. What if we were to go to the Capitol, Brian? What if we were to get a group of people and then we were to barge into the Capitol and take it over until our, our demands were met?
1: I like where you're going with this. Now, um, is there any way we could bring um, banners and flags?
0: I mean, I think you would have to because how would you be able to tell whose side everybody was on uh, unless you did it?
1: Now, will some of us be armed and others not?
0: I think you know. I think it's your it's your God given right in this country to uh, bear
1: arms. Now, at any point, will somebody with a um, A horned hat um, (laughs) take over and sit um, uh, in uh, Nancy Pelosi's chair.
0: I think that's just a given.
1: But yeah, the dude in Sri Lanka also resigned. um, And yet Biden still, once again, won't talk about gasoline prices,
0: (laughs) which are down. I mean, uh, we're down to 475, I saw in my area.
1: Really? You know what yeah. also is you know it also is 475? I'm afraid to ask, but please tell me. It's 25 cents less than our aluminum level membership on our Patreon, um, which you can um access if you go to our website, Ron com. click the banner in the upper right hand corner where it says become a patron subscriber. And for $5 a month, you can join the aluminum level. But if you really want value for your money, and you know me and my people, we want value. um, Join at the bronze level, $10 or more, not a lot of money, not a lot. You know, basically what you're saying is it's about two and a quarter gallons of gasoline a month. Listen, millennials,
0: cut out an order of avocado toast and cut out white from Starbucks. Sure, you can uh, join at the uh, the bronze level or higher. Uh, sure. Obviously, we're referring to the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, sure. which um, we will have two more hearings, two more open hearings, I should say, this week before the Steve
1: panel. Steve Bannon. That is Bannon. the element
0: is that Steve Bannon has – Steve Bannon. Banner? Has,
1: uh, Steve Bannon has – You're thinking of the Incredible Hulk, Hulk Steve yeah, Banner. Yeah, yeah. He's don't make me gun- angry. You don't got to like it when I get angry. He's offered to testify before
0: the committee after former President Trump waived executive privilege. Uh, so there'll be hearings on uh, on Tuesday morning and in prime time again on Thursday. Uh, and, and they're also going to focus a lot on testimony from former White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, uh, who apparently his uh, closed door testimony has not really contradicted anything that has been mentioned in front of the January 6th uh, committee. Okay. I guess the biggest question I have, Brian, and again, you are you you have been following the January 6th. You've been following all of this. I consider you my mentor as far as all things political go. What, if anything, will result from this committee?
1: Okay. You've got a couple options here. Okay. One... Is that there will be enough um, attention brought onto the actions of Donald Trump and members of his cabinet in terms of actual chargeable offenses, crimes that were committed? I know that there is talk about um, the, the the famous call to the Georgia secretary of state correct yeah. where um or where trump was recorded um asking for the secretary of state who was overseeing the counting of the ballots to um and this is not quote unquote this is literally a quote to say just find me another 80,000 votes and um you know let uh you know well, I'll take care of the rest um, you know, the amount of pressure that was put on on uh, uh, governors, um, you know, and, and uh, throughout the uh, uh, the country, um, uh, you know, as a, in, in, in this is um, this is not something that is normally uh, uh, taking place. And the real question is, you know, you know, if were there crimes that were committed, right. um, ultimately, you know, I think it is fantastical to believe that Trump will be charged with crimes and found guilty and imprisoned. I think what you are looking at realistically is how embarrassed can um, the Democrats make Trump uh, appear so as to damage his, his likelihood of running again in 2024? You know, there is a segment of this society that will vote Trump in 2024, regardless of what he does. The man fantastically said in 2016, I could go out on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan and shoot someone and my supporters would still love me. We laughed at him. We mocked him at the time. But that man was speaking truth that we did not even realize. Um, There are people who no matter what is said during these committee hearings are going to say, "Um, I absolutely support what he did. I absolutely um, defend him, and he was right for everything he did. Um, he is—he uh, is the only thing that is stopping um, this entire uh, country from uh, going down the sewer. Um, realistically, what what is what, what the what the, our, our best hope is is that there are still a significant number of moderate Republicans who are out there who are not Trumpists but have a conservative set of values who are willing to stand up and say, I do not want this man to represent me um, and my country.
0: Well, yeah, that was going to be my question to you. Do you think it's a case of shaming Trump to the point that he wouldn't run against because you've got a man who has no you shame? You
1: can't shame him. You cannot. He has no shame. Is it, you is cannot it more shame a case
0: him. of turning enough of the GOP against him so that he loses enough support Sure, you know, going into a primary season?
1: Well, what you're looking at immediately during this past week, I believe, or was it last week when he suddenly announced that he was um, uh, very close to announcing that he was going to run again, like suddenly trying to be in command of the 24-hour news cycle and wanting to stop the dialogue about what was going on in these hearings to make the newsworthy item of the day that he was going to be running for president again. Um, he has not announced that yet. No. Um, and one of the things that uh, has been pointed out on multiple occasions by announcers on CNN and MSNBC and half the people I follow on Instagram is that the second he announces that he is going to be running for president, suddenly he is subject to campaign finance laws, whereas right now the money that he is raising via donations, um, he can spend however he wants. Yeah. So it's Supreme, not to his Supreme
0: advantage Court uh, ruled on that with the Ted Cruz case that, you know, basically these, as long as they're not campaign, as long as they're not involved in a presidential campaign, they can use their campaign funds however they want.
1: Sure. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it, it all goes back to when you were running for um, 51% ownership of the podcast. Um, you used uh, the uh, campaign funds um, most shamelessly on a uh, $400 haircut Um And the Patreon subscribers sat there and said, um, yes, he has a glorious head of hair and he deserves to have a better haircut. Um, Brian's hair is just, you know, it's right now 80 percent gray, 20 percent something darker. We're not even sure what it is because there's so few dark hairs there that um, absolutely Ron deserves to have a four hundred dollar haircut. And it was at that point that I realized that I was not going to win the election and once again be subjected to a forty nine percent ownership of the show.
0: Now, Brian, there is one very important question that's been asked a lot in the January 6th hearings, and I'm sure. going to put that question to you right now. Sure. What are you watching?
1: I'm watching the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> are you? Yeah. I um I went back, uh, I went back to season one. They just put out season six, so I've got hours ahead of me um of entertainment. I started watching Peaky Blinders. Um, Knocked out season one this past week. Um, Loving it. Loving it. Impressive. Anything else you're watching or was that it? Um, No, there was something else that I watched and I don't remember what it is at this point. So I'm going to just say Peaky Blinders. All right. Fair enough. Ron? Yes, Brian. What are you
0: watching? Uh, So what did I watch? So there is a new uh, show on Amazon Prime. called The Terminal List, uh, starring Chris Pratt. Uh, he stars as a Navy SEAL, uh, who is his entire uh, his entire group gets uh, killed on a, on a raid out in Syria. And uh, you have to find out when he gets back to the States, whether he's uh, suffering from PTSD or if there's actually somebody out to get him. And that was its uh, seven or eight episodes. We blew through them this week. Um, right. I will say this, an interesting story. Would have been a much better TV show if Chris Pratt was a better actor. Wow, that hurts. It does. And and you know what? Sometimes what you have to say. Um, also caught the uh, the final two episodes this season of Stranger Things. Um, they broke okay. it up for some reason into like seven episodes in the first half. And then well, it took a month hiatus and then finished with two episodes. But the final episode was two and a half hours long. So it was very, very confusing. And to be honest, the the primary purpose of that two and a half hours was just to set up season five, um, which apparently is not coming until twenty twenty four. Wow. Well that's because she's that so point, busy. All of so the busy kids after. are gonna be adults. Yeah. So it was uh it was a very choppy season. I thought it started slowly, it picked up, um, and then kind of fizzled out a little bit at the end. I, I there was a lot of the story that just didn't make sense to me.
1: Uh, now, are the kids starting to have sex or not yet? Um,
0: they are not. That's really not okay. something that Good. they they they've gone with. So it's really not happening
1: about. in the upside down world. <laughs> it's not
0: happening. And then I also started watching. there's a new series on, uh, on netflix called let's build a sex room or something along those lines and so it's this woman she's like an interior decorator and she works with couples that want to build a a sex room in their house basically
1: time out yes stop Okay. Run that by me again. What's the name of that show? I believe it's called. Uh, hold on, let me let
0: me find the exact name of the show for you. Because
1: that's a show I would watch a couple episodes of. <laughs> um, it sounds like something. Now, normally, you know me; I'm not a big fan of those home renovation shows, right? But I believe that this one has that slight little twist that might be of interest to me. So, it's called "How to Build a Sex Room."
0: Uh, stars a woman named Melanie Rose, and again, uh, she's a British interior designer. And so she meets with couples that want to spice up their sex life somehow, and so they want to take space in their home and build a sex room.
1: Now, are all the couples British or is it just her? Uh, it's
0: just her, I believe. Uh, And again, I only got through, uh, you know, 15
1: 20 minutes of the first episode. Um, and then you had to put the lotion away and throw the <laughs> tissue out. Is that what happened? Uh, be, honest. be honest. What is, what is shocking
0: either. to me is that you could title a show named How to Build a Sex Room, which sounds like it has so much promise, and then make it an extremely boring show.
1: Oh, it wasn't good?
0: I, I don't know. I, I will I will let you. Uh, you can can watch it and, and give me your opinion. Uh, but I was not a fan.
1: Oh, it's disappointing. Anything else we got this week? I mean, actually, actually I did. Um, I, I, I started watching what was the show that you finally, um, turned me on to, which was the, um, uh, uh, the, the, the fertility doctor who was using his own sperm. Our father. (sighs) I got through half of that. Wow. And it was just, it was, you felt, I felt dirty. Um, I felt dirty watching it, um, watching all these people um, going through emotions that I just cannot understand or imagine um, uh, the shame of just, you know, um, realizing that they were um, created under such um, false pretenses. And then also um, just being um, so hyper aware that anybody walking down the street could have been, um, a, a, you know, a half brother or sister. Right. Right.
0: Another one. I forgot. I watched this. I think I tried to push it out of my mind. The new documentary on Netflix called "Girl in the Picture." Um, if you thought our father was disturbing, well, this may be more disturbing. So it uh, it it's the story of a, a young woman who is uh, who is killed in a in a hit and run, um, right. and the story of her husband and young son. Um, creepy husband type case much older than her uh, ends up kidnapping the son from foster care Um, and it it really is one of those stories where you're like all right this story is pretty horrible and then you watch for about another 15-20 minutes and and there's a twist and you're like all right this this story just got even worse And, and it continues to get worse and worse um, it does have a I don't want to say it, it, it definitely doesn't have a happy ending, but it has there is a resolution to the ending that is that is satisfying in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it's a, it's a movie. It's an hour and 40 minutes, so it's not a series. Uh, but again, if you are looking to uh, really uh, not that you need reinforcement as to how horrible human nature can be. Uh, but right. if, if you want something that will do that for you, um, Girl in the Picture is that show.
1: What is, can you just give me a little bit more information about it?
0: Um, I can't because it would really, I think, ruin the shock value of all the secrets that you end up learning about this couple and their history and everything else. Like there are so many layers to this that even if I tried to explain to you, I think you'd be, you'd just be like, what, what the hell is that? It's
1: called girl in the picture in the picture. Yes. I saw a movie once where there was a girl in a picture and it was um, oh this is about kids.
0: Well, it's yeah, there's there's a lot going on there.
1: Uh, you were was,
0: you were telling me about the whatever you watched the other day was about a girl stuck in a uh, in a in a dryer uh, with her stepbrother.
1: Well, it was interesting because um what it, it it brought out the challenge of how does somebody um you know who is um, you know Doing something so generous as cleaning, you know, washing laundry for others um, suddenly end up, uh, you know, a victim of, you know, uh, sexual um, um, advances. And yet at the end also, uh, you know, give into those advances and and um, embraces them. Um, really, you know, it was one of those twists and turns where you're not really sure where the story is going to go. Um, ironically, it ended in a facial.
0: Sounds like the perfect viewing for Hot Podcaster Summer. Hot Podcaster Summer. Mm. You thought we were going to go whole episode without using the Hot Podcaster Summer but
1: Hot Podcaster Summer. Mm. Listen, Ron, it is now... Um, five minutes after the hour. We've done 65 minutes. Yep. If you're not a Patreon subscriber by now, you got 25 minutes. Go to our website, ronandbryan.com, ronandbryanpodcast.com. We don't quite have ronandbryan.com. Fuck Brian Grazier. Fuck Ron Howard. Um, Not literally, because Brian Grazier is stuck in the washer when Ron <laughs> Howard walks in and he's like, Opie, I'm here. Um, all kidding aside, um, Patreon, go there, become a subscriber, bronze or higher level, $10, a measly $10. You will have access to something that takes place in 25 minutes, which is our pajama party where all of our Patreon subscribers at the bronze or higher level come on. They join the show. This month we're going to be playing Can You Beat Ron? Where um, the podcast, we put up $25 to a charity of your choice. if. You can beat Ron in our game. This week's games theme is you're going to have to oh. join our Patreon to find out. I and mean, I don't know. Nothing's, the theme. nothing's free in this world, people. All
0: right. Also, don't forget, if you are not doing so already, follow us on TikTok at the Ron and Brian podcast. And if you want to call and leave us a voicemail or just want to yell at us, want to congratulate us, want to ask us a question, call 267-627-1062. Leave us a voicemail. We may play it on the show. We may answer your question or we may ignore it. You have no idea. 267 627 One zero six two. So Brian, I think it's about time to get ready for that Patreon. I need to clear my mind. I need to get ready for can you beat Ron? Because it's going to be, it's going to be, again, it's going to be a battle. I get it, but I feel uh, like it's a battle that I can win.
1: You can win. You've won it before. And I don't want to say that I'm rooting for you, but I
0: am. Um, And also uh, not to hype it up too much. We have a very, very, special show next sunday night we're very excited about it we hope you'll be as excited as well um do we want to tease anything or we just want to we just want to talk it up and say it's a special episode next week
1: it's a special episode
0: it's a special episode so make sure you join us if you're not a patreon subscriber join us next sunday eight o'clock Eastern standard time, right here for our special episode. If you are a Patreon folk, we will be hopping on. We'll be doing our pajama party. And can you beat Ron in a short 22 minutes from now, regardless of whether you're Patreon or not? Thank you for joining us this in each and every week. We love you folks. Brian, I love you, my friend. I love you too.
1: Anything else this week? Are we ready to roll? We are ready to roll. All I say is that, uh, you know, once again, I always uh, like to end the episode by uh, uh, reminding people that life is tough. Life is difficult. Life is challenging. It is not easy. Um, But there's one thing that you can do, which, um, uh, you know, is to uh, uh, be nice to somebody this week. Um, You've got plenty of opportunities to flip people the bird, um, to curse people out, um, to get upset, to get angry, to start yelling, raise your voice, whatnot. Um, but it also is incredibly easy to smile, to uh, um, to offer somebody your, uh, your time or your energy or whatnot. Um, try to do that if you get the opportunity. All
0: right. Sounds good. Thank you for those words, Brian. Thank you, folks, for watching. We will catch you again next week. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.